On this week's episode of Business Travel Guys, Jason and I handle a listener question about sleep sleep deprivation, and it goes in an unexpected way, but boy, there's some really good tips buried in here. Next, we take a break from work travel and travel to the beaches. The beaches of Florida and around the world, of course. And lastly, my game has been changed. Jason has blown my mind in the last segment today. All this and more on this week's episode of the Business Travel Guys. Hi, this is Jason. And this is Joe. We're the Business Travel Guys. We're going to start with uh, listener feedback or question. Uh, Todd, one of our uh, regular listeners and one of the folks that loves to uh, ask questions, he's got a great one this week. Yeah, this is a good this is a good topic. So let me kind of uh, read what he wrote here. Hey guys, I have another question for you. How do you handle sleep deprivation while traveling? I'm in an airport now, waiting for my flight, and I'm exhausted. Not from work, but because I've not been able to sleep well in the last hotel I was in. Uh, it was two weeks. It was two weeks of getting to bed around 10 o'clock and waking up um, at 2 a.m., not being able to get back to sleep. It didn't help uh, that the two weekends I was in the hotel, people on the floor had parties. Oh, my God, this is a nightmare. That's my – he didn't write that. That was me. Um, the one uh, the one this last Saturday ended up with the cops uh, – with the cops dragged about 50 people out of three rooms on my floor. Oh, my goodness. Um, okay, Todd. So I have been there very specific. I have been on the loud hotel room floors. And I've also been on that last flight home of the night where I can't keep my eyes. Like, I'm afraid I'm going to fall asleep in the gate and the plane is going to leave me in the air- airport. Oh, so you, you fall asleep in the airport waiting for your flight. I have not, but I, but I'm, that's my fear. I mean, oh, okay. I'm that, I'm that tired. It's so brutally painful to try to keep awake while that is going on. And, uh, right now my lawn guys are, uh, they're, they're chopping, chopping wood. Uh, and you can hear it, uh, which is fine. So in, in any case, if you're wondering what that is, that's not, you know, the, the hotel that we're at, that's going <laughs> to keep us up, but that's the guys outside working on, but yes, I've, I've both been on that, you know, it, it's like an eight o'clock departure, uh, after working a really long oh. day. And, and I started my day super early cause I'm an, a morning person and you're sitting in the airport and you're trying your best to walk around the airport and, you know, stay awake not anything too heavy that's going to make you even more tired, but you're exhausted before you even get on that dang airplane. Oh yeah. Then you get on the airplane and just like you said, keeping your uh, eyes open and staying alert during that entire flight so that you don't make it home. And then, uh, you know, if you slept a whole, whole way, yeah. uh, you're up that whole night. It, it's my, a nightmare. It, my nightmare one is, is the 11 PM flight out of Atlanta. Now it's only an hour flight, but it doesn't board until so late. Uh, and I'm like, oh, this is this is so painful to sit there and wait. Um, and I don't want to have caffeine. You know, some of the challenge is I don't want to have caffeine because when I get home, yeah, I want to go to sleep. Right. You know, so, you know, what are things that 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 you can do? I would sort of say one thing is not sit, you know, not sit, wait for my flight to board, but be able to walk around. It's harder to fall asleep when you're walking you know, then sitting, if you're sitting, you might fall asleep walking. I've never fallen asleep when I've walked. Well, that's <laughs> so science, science in action right here. I've never seen anyone just fall out of their walking stance, in, you know, into sleep position. Like you have to sit first or maybe lay down before you fall asleep. I mean, you're just not going to drop. But, you know, back to Todd's question, he is for all kinds of reasons, not getting a lot of good sleep and sleep is so crucially important. I'm reading a book right now 
which is titled Why We Sleep. It's this fascinating book from this doctor. This was one of the you know top recommended books from Bill Gates. It's on his top you know books of all time, top uh, books of the year. Uh, and it goes into the science of why we sleep and how critically important sleep is. Every uh, tissue in your body uh, is restored by sleep in some way. That's when your body is actually rebuilding itself. Every organ, uh, every you know, skin molecule, whatever it is, is uh, restored by that that uh, regenerative quality of sleep. And even you know, an, an hour less uh, a night actually has very detrimental effects. So I totally get it when you're sleeping in a, a foreign bed, when you're in a hotel room you're not accustomed to. Uh, you're in a city that that you know is is different. All these things contribute to uh, less than your ideal sleep. When you're in your own bed, you're in your own city. You know exactly uh, that environment, and so you're more natural uh, to fall asleep. So one of the things they they talk about is how can you bring your environment remotely as close to what you're used to in your home environment. And so just a simple example, but to illustrate, um, you know everyone sleeps on a certain side. So I'm, I'm assuming when you go to a hotel room, you're going to gravitate towards that side of the bed. You're going to use the same pillow configuration that you do in your, in your home. You're going to keep it the same darkness. Yes. We've talked about this before. I sleep with eye patches on cause I like complete darkness. Right. Uh, and some hotels, you know, you're next to a, uh, a really bright uh, streetlight or something outside that even though you try to close those, yeah. those blinds, it's not complete dark. Yeah. I need complete darkness. And so I use a, a you know, the well, I, and, and I think, you know, and one of the things that, that I travel with Jason is I travel with, um, I do have a sleep mask in my bag, although I don't use it, but I do travel with earplugs. Yeah. And so, you know, now it sounded like Todd's We need earplugs in this, uh, on this microphone for this guy outside. He's got a job to do. That's right. The the earplugs, you know, will help with sort of ambient noise, whether it's a loud store next door or somebody playing a TV. Now, if it's a loud party that, you know, that may be a little more intrusive, but what are the steps that we can do, you know, to your point to, to, set the environment is like you say, make it dark, the sleep masks. Or... Now I'm going to do a little quiz okay. um, to see, d- is it better to have the room really cold, colder or warmer for sleep? What encourages uh, sleep? I've all conventional wisdom has told me colder. It is. Yeah. It, it and, actually is. Okay. Um, your, your body temperature uh, decreases at night and you, you get into a, a better uh, overall, uh, you know, sleep pattern when you are, when your core temperature is even lower. Okay. So what I've heard us say so far, I'm just going to recap. Yeah. We've got several points here. We've talked about making the environment more conducive to your sleep. And that includes light. So for you, Jason, that's a sleep mask. Turn the TV off. Turn the TV off without a doubt. Um, and, the, and some people would say, well, I need the TV for ambient noise or white noise. Well, there's apps for that, that you don't there need is. the light there, for. That's right. There's some uh, great apps for that these yeah. days. And then, and then sort of my, my piece is the earplugs for sound. Uh, I think now that's the, important. The, the earplug thing always, um, I don't choose to do earplugs and, and I have a weird thing about it. I'm concerned that if I put the earplugs in, if something happens like smoke alarms or something that's going to happen that I need to know about, someone's entering the, the room, I'm not going to hear it. And then it's going to be too late. Do, do you have any fear of not hearing something uh, you should? My earplugs are not that super okay. that, that they would block the, out the little the orange squishy kind. Yeah, I mean, they do a good job, I could say, of sort of ambient, you know, yeah. casual noise. I used to travel with these. Uh, in fact, I'm going to put them back in my bag. I'm going to try them. But they're, uh, you know, they're those like ribbed 
plastic rubbery ones that go. Yes, Joe. They, <laughs> those don't. They, but those. Yeah, I, um, I know what you're saying. I travel with those specifically at cheerleading competitions where I still want to hear a little bit of the music because you want to like, but you're not going to blow your ears out. So these actually, I think, would allow some ambient noise through. Yeah you know, the big, really loud things like someone yeah. entering your room or yeah. smoke alarm, but you know, that more subtle noise that would keep you awake that would block that out. Yeah. So, I mean, regardless, I think you need to, you know, make block out as much noise as you can. Um, I, I've even considered, and I know when I've traveled on like cruise ships, I've taken clothespins to keep the blinds or the curtains closed yeah, in the hotel I, room. I saw a hack, a travel hack where um, I stop. Yes. Rephrase. Yes. I saw a tip. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I saw a hashtag travel, travel hack where, uh, you know, those little, I probably have those binder clips. Yeah. You throw those in your bag, the, the really, the nicer size one, put those in your, in your, uh, bag yeah. and just use those to keep the blinds closed because inevitably you're going to be in a hotel room and the blinds. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was, had that exact challenge uh woke up at two in the morning and light was coming in not through the center of the curtains but it was off to the side so i was i pulled the curtain to the side and i it was by the the table and the coffee maker yes, and, we've and all so done i and like i have pinned the coffee maker yep. against the curtain to, to really you know because i'm sure it was that light that was keeping me awake there was probably something else but at the moment that's what i was fixated on the the last thing uh that i've seen hotels do i think the weston does it now is they put that little thing of lavender oil yeah. uh next and, yeah. and you put it on your pillowcase and you put it you know on your sheets or whatever it actually does calm you down yeah, i i have i took it and it's at home in my medicine cabinet so i'll put it on my like temples and pressure points uh wrists and temples at night sometimes and yeah it <laughs> It just makes me feel better. I'm sure. <laughs> it, I mean, yeah, this, you can make fun of me for this one. It's totally psychosomatic, but it doesn't matter if it works, it works, right? It, when it comes to sleep. It, yes. If it works, it works. Psychosomatic placebo, hard science. I don't care. Right. I need sleep to be effective. What about, um, and it's, it's all the blue light, uh, mm. stuff that, so they, they encourage you also to eliminate that a certain number of hours before. Yeah. Hours, not yeah. minutes, hours. And, and that's really tough because a lot of folks like to finish their day off uh, in their hotel bed watching the the news or they're going to watch a, an episode of something. You know, a lot of these TVs now allow you to sign into your Netflix or they're watching an episode of The Office or whatever it is. And that is not what you're supposed to do right before you go to, to sleep. Ideally, you should turn all that stuff off. You should, you know, maybe read a book. Listen um, to a podcast. Listen to a podcast uh, like this. Or just, um, you know, just fall off to sleep. But that is not, you know, in our culture these days. People are so used to like, you know, yeah. reading that last email or that last, you know, Twitter feed right before they go to sleep. That definitely uh, inhibits your your sleep pattern. So, um, you know, Todd, hopefully a lot of these uh, things were able to help you. Um, you are going to find those situations where uh, you're going to think about, man, if I only had uh, you know, these things with me to you know, sleep mask or the little clips to, so just as a reminder, you know, put some of these in, in your bag. I think we said earplugs, the little clips to, to hold the uh, curtains closed, the lavender oil. Uh, what else do we say, Joe? No, uh, eye masks. Eye masks. Um, the, what, these, uh, yeah. yeah, I was going to bring up another one, but you know, I, I know people that have done melatonin and other things. Yeah, I, I tried that before and it never really worked. In fact, the book actually uh, says that your body produces uh, melatonin at the right time and you really, you know, Good to know. You're, you're not going to do much. It's not going to have much effect to most people. Now, 
it, you know, some people will have, they're not producing enough. So actually, if you uh, can provide your body more of it, then it helps. But in, in general cases, it doesn't really have any effect. Um, and I'm definitely not a scientist, but this book, Why We Sleep, is one I'd highly encourage and check it out, Todd. Hopefully this helped. Jason, it's the time of year when folks um, are taking break from business travel. It's and close to the time of year. Well, yeah, I guess. I, I guess think, I think rolling spring breaks have probably started for some right. folks. We don't have spring break until with our girls until like the week of uh, Easter. Yeah, but they're, they're we're, late. We're approaching. Well, we're not approaching. We're in March, and so yeah, so these these spring breaks are are happening, um, and we've come across some information that TripAdvisor put out that, being from Florida, I'd say I'm proud of. I have nothing to do with it except that it's in my home state. These uh, top 10 lists, in this case, this is a full maybe 50, uh, 50 or no, 25. This is 25 top U.S. beaches from TripAdvisor, one of our favorite sites. Um, and as you mentioned, on this list, in the top five are several of the beaches you and I know and love. Yeah. Number one on this list, we're going to go, we're not going to go in countdown order. We're just going to get right to it because yeah. this is pretty awesome. And it, it's been on this list a lot, not just this list, but also is it Dr. Beach, uh, is, is the other one that does this list yeah, all the time. Yeah. Um, and literally his name is Dr. Beach. It's like, it's Oh, that's crazy. not like a moniker. No, 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 it's, it's, so we'll, we'll look that up after the show and, and we'll put it in the show notes, but on the top 25 in the U S beaches is drum roll, please. I, Siesta Key, Sarasota, Florida. Yeah, that, you know, I, that beach is amazing. Um, the sand is amazing. It's like white sugar. Uh, when when it's the hottest of hot days, that sugar, that sand stays uh, cool. Yeah. It, it's just the most beautiful white sand that, that you've ever seen. When I'm traveling around the country and talking to people and, and they, oh, you're from Florida. Oftentimes somebody has vacationed it at, at siesta key and talked about the beach and right. so that's an instant connection i'm like yes and it's an amazing beach and i've i've been into that beach up to my neck yes you have <laughs> in fact if we find that picture i'm going to put that on our twitter uh feed that would be good we, we literally buried joe my girls and uh our friend uh phil his sons that buried joe up to his neck uh it was it was awesome but yes that is uh the best beach that I certainly have ever been to. It will rank on my list forever. Yeah, um, it's and, an amazing beach. You know, um, the thing that that is awesome about Siesta Key is that it is um, a, it has like this really neat small town feel. It even though it's in Sarasota, it's this key off of Sarasota that goes. Uh, you know, there's bridges to get on this, and when you're, I, I always say, when you drive over that bridge onto Siesta Key, you leave the rest of the world behind and you're in another world. It is so, and they've done such a nice job to not, you know, tear down all those beautiful old like forties and fifties. Yeah. Uh, it, it definitely has that, that sort of old Florida feel to it me. Does. I love it. The, the little restaurants, little village town. Um, but you know, this, this is about the actual beaches. So Siesta Key is uh, yeah, number one yeah. on the list. I like number two, being closer to home, um, St. Pete beach over in St. Petersburg, Florida. It is really nice. You know, Clearwater, uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, Clearwater was number one on this list or, or Dr. Beach's uh, last year. And, and now it's number five. Um, I love, it's crazy that in the top five are three that are within an hour and a half of us. Oh, Two of them are, oh yeah, you're you know, right. Yeah, I see what you're saying. 20, yeah. 30 minutes from us here in Tampa Bay. Um, 
St. Pete Beach is beautiful. And again, it's at that old school Florida. Clearwater has, it is beautiful, uh, more Siesta Key like sand, but it's really crowded. And, yeah. and spring break yeah. is definitely not the time. Certainly. We, we avoid it. Uh, certainly. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Clearwater Beach number five on the list is, is a great beach, but it, it is much more of a party scene and much, and it's also more built up with, with newer construction, taller construction, you know, those kinds of things. Florida has in the top 10, six of the top beaches in the U S and Hawaii, if you don't go down the list, you know, Hawaii, I think only has two in that top. So, um, and I don't know how to pronounce these Hawaiian ones. I've never been Hawaii. So I, I don't even feel like I uh, can comment much other than people say that Hawaiian beaches are gorgeous, but I just have to say, Six out of the ten are here in Florida. Yeah, I, well, I, I think fr- from Florida, the challenge I find with with beaches elsewhere is the different texture and color of the sand. It, it's not that white. It, you know, it's more coarse. It's it's more sort of orange or or brown. Um, now you have a lot more going on outside of the beach in Hawaii from a, a full on tropical feel all the way around. But Florida's hard to beat with those um, soft white sand. In the so if now if we go to the world so that that was in the United States okay. so Hawaii was obviously a part of that if you go to the world the number one beach in the world another place that I don't know if you've been to I certainly have not been to Brazil I have not it is uh, Baia de Sancho Fernando de Nor Norona I'm definitely not yes a, your uh, accent Portu- is Portuguese your, your accent's a little off there but Brazil number one yeah. And yep. then Turks and Caicos, number two. I've been to Turks and Caicos. Caicos. I'm not positive I've been to that particular beach, but um, you may have. I enjoy Turks and Caicos a lot. Uh, Cuba. You've been to Cuba. I have been to Cuba. Number four is interesting. The islands of uh, Sicily. So oh. again, I'm not going to uh, try to butcher the name of that uh, particular place, but Sicily in Italy is is uh, coming in at number four. Another Brazilian, and then number six is um, one I've been to, and it is. Gorgeous. It's a all great di- beach. All different reasons. The reason I think it's absolutely gorgeous is the most crystal clear oh, water. The water color. It, it, and and oh yeah, it, the water is amazing. It, really, really good. And, and this is one for our listeners in Florida. It is so darn easy to get down to Grand Cayman. The, the short is, uh, the short, the flight is so short from yeah, here. Yeah. And you get on uh, Cayman Airways, you get, um, you know, whatever the, everyone gets the alcoholic, uh, fruit punch stuff sort of a, on the a, plane. A rum punch kind of drink. Rum punch. That's yeah. exactly what it is. But uh, Grand Cayman is a fabulous place to vacation with your family. It's a really great, nice. It, it, because it's so close, it's a really nice long weekend. And the beaches there are amazing, particularly Seven Mile Beach. But I agree with Jason. The beach is nice. The water is uh, just out of this world. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, just, we're not going to go through the whole list, but I think another place you've been, I've not been. Uh, Aruba is, yeah. is the next. I did go on Aruba on a cruise, so that was also just beautiful area, wonderful beach. Uh, and Puerto Rico is also their number eight on the list. The, the th- amazing thing is there are not many uh, European uh, – I think there's only one or two. Yeah, there's two on here that are from Europe, the the one in Sicily and the one in the uh, – I don't know how to pronounce it, but I know it's uh, off uh, the, the Greek Isles. Um, but – Everything else is in the Caribbean yeah. or the, you know, that, that part of the world, yeah. which is, um, you know, we love our beaches here. Uh, the thing we always say when we, every Floridian, when they come home from the beach in Florida is, or when they're just stepping onto it, <laughs> why in the hell don't we do this? Why do we do go more often all the Everyone time? Everyone says All this. the time. 
Um, so yeah, if, if you're looking for a tremendous place to, you know, in light of everything going on in the world, uh, a, a really nice calm beach vacation does the soul absolute wonders. And we've listed some of the top beaches, uh, in the United States, very accessible, very easy to get to. Um, in, you know, I guess Clearwater beach is the only one that I would say like during spring break, that's a time when if you're coming to relax, Clearwater Beach is, is definitely not uh, super relaxing uh, when all the, the young folks are out there. Uh, you know, we sound like old people now. <laughs> young folks. Because we used to be those those guys yeah. out during Sports Fest in college. Uh, oh, my gosh. Those were the days. Clearwater Beach. But in any case, check out these lists. We'll give the links in the, uh, in show, the show notes. notes. Yep. And uh, check out Clearwater Beach and Siesta Key. So Jason, I want to follow up from a segment that we did a few episodes ago, uh, suitcases. When I was in the market or yeah, neighborhood. You were in the neighborhood. I was in the neighborhood so of a suitcase. Our, our friend Josh is listening, cracking up right now, because he loved when we said you're in the neighborhood yeah. for a new suitcase. So I was in the neighborhood for a new suitcase, and um, my company was changing reward program, and I had some reward points to cash in. So I ended up with a Samsonite hard side suitcase for free. Very cool. Samsonite, amazing brand of suitcase. Uh, it will last forever. Uh, but you decided to jump in and, and do the hard side. I'm going to try the hard side. I haven't, I haven't used it yet, so I'm, I'm going to try it. But what I'm concerned about is I know how to pack in my soft side. One side opens. Everything goes in. I know where it goes, the order that it goes oh, in. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. But this because this the hard side is a clamshell. That's right. It, one side is, is either deeper than the other side nope. or one side... One side zips closed, one yeah, side doesn't. That's right. And like, it Same seems like something should go okay. in one so, area or not, and I don't know what to do. So here is my method. Uh, and it's a great question because I had to adapt to this as well. Because you're used to on that single side, if you will, the, the soft side, it, it is just like you zip it open and you just stuff stuff down into it and and you you know close it shut. You definitely have to adapt. And and here's what you do. On the side that doesn't have the zip close thing, the zip close thing is the, the side. Well, sorry, mine zips on both sides but I actually have uh, something that folds out on the other, right, okay. which is where you put your, your hanging stuff, your shirt. Sure. So I'll put, I put that stuff there, but before I go there, I'm going to start on the other side. This is where I do all my rolled stuff, the rolled underwear, the rolled t-shirts, the rolled pants, the rolled anything I can, plus a pair of shoes. Now, if this is the same depth as mine, you're going to have to adapt to uh, doing your shoes differently than you had in the past and maybe traveling with less shoes, uh, depending on the size of this bag. We so, should have talked about less shoes in a previous before I decided to get the hard side. I'm yeah. feeling like. Uh, but, how many shoes do you travel with? Typically one, maybe two, maybe a pair I'm wearing, uh, an athletic pair and then a work pair. Uh, during the winter months, when especially mm. when we're going up to Chicago. I, I will travel with maybe another pair just because you're always, yeah. you know, tromping through snow. Is right. that a word? Trompson? Tramp. I think so. You, okay. you tramp perhaps tramp. through snow? Okay. In any case, um, you have to – so I always stuff my socks into the – Of course. Socks or underwear can go into the shoes right. without a doubt. Not underwear. Uh, socks. Underwear is really? never meant to be in your shoe. Socks are always in your shoes anyway, so I feel like that's a better – uh, connection. All right, I've put underwear in my shoes. Never. No, no ill effects. Now, mind you. I remember during a very famous episode, it was a video episode where, yes. we, where Joe Pack, you actually put your, you carry and put your shoes in a plastic bag in your, do you still do that? I do not still do that. I separate my shoes from other things in the suitcase by a plastic bag. I don't necessarily put them in. There's a, a layer in my soft side packing. One of the last things I'll put in, I'll do clothes 
I will then put a plastic bag across and then I'll put the shoes uh, sideways at the bottom of the suitcase. Okay. So they're not, so the soles of the shoes are not touching the clothes. Right. Um, I put my, I typically will try to put my shoe bottoms together if I can. Um, and then I'll be able to, uh, you know, because that's not going to bend much. So you put the shoe bottoms together and they're, then the, the tops of the shoes are facing out, right? So those are right in the middle of the bag. And then I pack around the shoes with all the stuffed rolled stuff. Okay. So, so they really hold them in there. An extra pair of jeans, you know, all the, all the stuff that I can roll goes on that side of the bag. All right. That, that makes sense. Now, one of the changes I'm going to have to make is I do my shoes because they are sort of an L. Yeah. I put them I in the L shape so the soles point out. But I like your idea that if you put the soles together, then you're not having the dirtiness touching everywhere else. It okay. all, all depends on your shoes. All depends on your bag. Find what works. But in any case, that side of the bag is where I'm putting all the rolled stuff. And I'm, you know, getting as much in there as I possibly can and then zipping that thing closed okay. so it's holding that. All right. Then on the other side where I put the hanging stuff, I will sometimes – you know, put uh, in the little corners, the four corners, I'll stuff like maybe a, a belt and maybe, um, you know, something else in, in, in the corners. Then you put your hanging stuff in there. And, and typically you got to you got to do the trifold thing. So, sure. So you, you put those in there. Then I'll zip that closed. And this is where it gets. OK, wait a minute. Uh, you've, you've forgotten a very important item so far. Oh, OK. Where's so, your, your toiletries? Yeah, yeah. Kit? Toiletries. Um, that's what I'm saying. Some of that stuff goes in that's the That's in that, that. So I've got these little um, zip closed to me things that will go in the corners of those. But you don't have a single. Kit. No, no. I break it all up. Oh, yeah. This is my greatest. Hold on. My, 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 ever. Uh, my head has exploded at okay. this point. When you when you separate it into, I, I right now have uh, three different toiletry things that I've got going. One is like this little, uh, about the size of two palms together. It's like a little zip closed thing where I put all that, you know, I put my shaver and my toothbrush and my uh, cologne and all that sort of, you know, it's like the harder stuff. Put that in there, zip it closed, that goes into one corner. Then I have a clear bag that has all the, you know, the liquid stuff, right? The hair gel, sure, the, you know, sure, toothpaste, sure. all that stuff that goes into another corner. Then I have my brush. And so when you do that, you can fill up empty space in the corners of your suitcase that when you have one single big attache, you can't do. I, this is, this, this may is be a, a life changing thing. This, like, this, this, is, is, this changed my packing because I, I will pack the bag with all the rolling stuff and, you know, the rolled stuff and the, and then I'll use these things to fill in empty space. And it's so wonderful. But like I have always Life-changing. challenged myself with this big no. shaving kit, no. dot kit, whatever you want. What, the you fact saw- that you could explode it because because yeah. it is in mine, Break it, up. it is sort of already broken up. Like I have, you know, sections inside it that are designed for certain Break things. Break it up and use them for, for space filling. I, and, you, and you and I both have TSA all the time. So like if they are going to ever make you pull the, all I have to pull out is the is clear the plastic bag and drop it. It's only the liquid stuff in there. You have, you have, this is, this yeah, is a, a life changing event. Yeah. Right that, now. that single attache thing takes up too much, you know, single space. So yeah. anyway, I'm going to, we're check gonna, that out. I need now, to find what those, here, what your small pieces are. Here's the other trick that I do. So this time of year, when you're traveling with jackets and gloves and that sort of stuff, when both of those sites still in clamshell open, when yeah. both of those things are zipped closed, then I will just lay my jacket or sweaters or gloves, scarf. I'll just lay that on one of the clamshell sides, 
I'll then flip over the clamshell, zip it closed. And now that's ready to go. As soon as I get to the airport, because I'm not going to wear a heavy jacket. Right, right. When I get up there to the airport, I just zip that open, zoop, pull that out. And now I'm going where I go without having to open up and like detach things and open pockets and whatever. It my, my coat, it's like, you know, one of these puffy winter coats. It just closes perfectly, you know, completely flat. The, the scarves and yeah. gloves are yep. there ready to yep. go. Yep. I get back to the airport. As soon as I walk in the door from the Uber, I uh, find a nice clear spot. I open it up, clamshell. I stuff it back in there. And now I'm through the airport like perfect without like all this jacket and nonsense. I'm really glad I've asked about this. Yeah. And this, I see people struggle with these all the time. And they look at me and they're like, how in the heck can you travel with just that small little hard side? And if you open it, and I think I almost need to video the process and put it on our site so that I, you can see how much stuff I can fit in that. But it's all about, you know, finding those. And what happens with a hard side suitcase is there'll be all kinds of, you know, p- air pockets that are available that you now can stuff with all kinds of things. And if you break up your attache into, uh, you know, these little sub attaches, then I think you'll really have a, a new way to go about it. I like it. Thanks, Jason. Yeah. So I can't wait to hear about your first hard side travel uh travel experience in the next week or so um, you're gonna have to tell us about it i will oh, no, i'm definitely gonna gonna and if you the listener has any other uh tips or tricks or if you've got questions please let us know you can reach us on the and you can check us out on all the various podcast platforms please rate us please give us feedback and give us your questions